Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Look, I, I, I don't want to be that guy, right? Like, I don't want to be the guy to come out here and say I told you so because I didn't exactly have the balls to fully call it. But if you listen to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, I told you it was a possibility. I told you it was a very real possibility. On yesterday's show, I put it at about 25%. As the day went on yesterday, I just could not shake this feeling that Dolph Ziggler was going to walk out of Roadblock as the NXT champion. And I even tweeted it out moments before the show started that I could not shake that feeling. And Trey Downey, what happened at the end of NXT Roadblock last night? Dolph Ziggler became the NXT champion. (laughs) I freaking love it. I love this so much for so many reasons. And I know there are people out there who are losing their damn minds. Like, Oh my God, how, you know, there are the people out there who are going, Oh my God, they, they did it, man. They buried broad breaker. They buried him, man. No, they didn't. Breaker didn't get pinned. Champa did. They did everything humanly possible to protect Braun breaker because I'll tell you why coming up here in a little bit on the believe in pro wrestling podcast. I do love this for Dolph Ziggler. Obviously we'll dive into everything. This means for him, everything this means for bond breaker. And to a certain extent, what this could possibly mean uh, for Tommaso Ciampa as well. Also, we got our answer from stone cold, Steve Austin yesterday uh, to Kevin Owens invitation challenge, whatever the hell you want to call it. And, Boy, oh boy, Austin sure sounded like he's ready for a fight at WrestleMania. Could we possibly be getting a match? Also, yesterday, International Women's Day, and on behalf of that, we're going to be talking about our favorite uh, women's division feuds of all time. The Dusty Cup finals for the women are set as well. Talk a little bit about Dynamite tonight. Damian Priest sent out a very interesting tweet. We got a lot to get into, but first things first, football season, at least on the field, might be over the off season just getting ramped up a very fun day yesterday especially if you live in green bay or denver uh but basketball season it's championship week this is what it's all about it is full steam ahead both pro and college hoops and from all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land bet online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs head on over to the website use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That is spelled B L E A V. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, the best in the business, sports, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. SP3 still off for the rest of this week. Trey Downey, join me again here today, and let us start right here. Your reaction, sir, Dolph Ziggler pinning Tommaso Ciampa with a huge assist to Bobby Roode. Braun Breaker had this match won. Bobby Roode gets involved. You had to know that was coming. That was part of the protection plan, the protection package uh, for Braun Breaker last night. But in the end, it is Dolph Ziggler who walks out with the NXT Championship. 
I'm surprised when you said uh, yesterday that you thought, uh, or two days ago now, that you said that it was a 25% chance for Dolph Ziggler to win the NXT championship. I thought that was high. I thought Breaker was going to end up with the title. Uh, I think that this is going to to lead to an interesting thing when it comes to stand and deliver, but I thought it was more likely that Braun would still be the champion there. This is this is definitely a a fork in the road, a fork in the roadblock, uh, pardon the pun there, but I love it for Dolph Ziggler. Dolph yes. is, I mean, Sean, as I said on yesterday's show, Shawn Michaels is my all-time favorite. So naturally, when HBK retired, I kind of went down the Dolph Ziggler route, and he's been one of the more criminally underused people uh, by WWE over the past decade. And anytime, I think they've kind of, I don't want to say ruined, but they kind of have ruined him as a top guy on the main roster, even though I think you could still slot him in there anytime with the right. He has no equity on the top on on the main roster. He's got nothing left. He's taken so many L's that the, honestly, the, the, your main roster, casual audience, whatever they, they, they're not invested in him as they, they were say, obviously back when he was a world champion or even just a few years ago when he won the United States title, like he's just taken so many L's and has been in, in so many meaningless you know, segments not had any real juice behind him at all in the last three years that he he's just he doesn't have it on the main roster right now. I totally agree with you. This is the perfect way to utilize him. And this is something that I talked about with SP3. And he looked at me like I had two heads when Dolph Ziggler first showed up in NXT. I was like, I would love it if he got the Finn Balor run. I would love it if he got a Finn Balor level six month run and even won the NXT championship. Now, I did not believe the words that came out of my mouth when I said them. I did not believe that to be a possibility. I brought up the idea of potentially beating Braun Breaker for the NXT championship, and that is when SP3 really lost his damn mind. Uh, so incorporating Tommaso Ciampa in all of this, who is beatable. Yes, he he's he's still got a lot of uh, I will use that word again. He still has a lot of equity in NXT, but, you know, he can afford to take a loss every now and again. This doesn't hurt him. A loss would have hurt Braun Breaker. So, look, shenanigans aside, I absolutely love the finish on this. It, it's just smart booking all the way around. I completely agree. And I'm right there with you. This is the perfect utilization of Dolph Ziggler. Anytime we can see Dolph uh, go out there and get time in good matches is a good thing for me. And also he totally popped me with the line coming out there. Hit my music. The good one, one. because uh, (laughs) here to show the world is still one of the best WWE themes that they have. And I'm glad we get to hear it on NXT instead of that trash uh, dirty dogs theme that they put together with two, two guys with like two of the best solo themes there are. And then you give us that crap. I'm glad if anything, we're getting Dolph's, regular theme here in this run in NXT. I, I I don't think I've smiled bigger than when Bobby Roode came down to glorious, you yeah. know, the, a, a couple of weeks back like that to me, there, there have been three travesties, right? When it comes to the music in WWE, it is taking away glorious from, from Bobby Roode. It is taking away Sami Zayn's music. As a matter of fact, Sami Zayn's was such a big middle finger because you still get like the first eight bars and then they do this like crappy like record scratch kind of thing and then give us generic rock bed number eight 
And then the most recent one was taking away Tommaso Ciampa's music. And I'm like, when Ciampa came down and he's using his new main roster mm. theme, I'm like, nah, wait, can we get the Ciampa good one too? Like, this is this is the land of nobody cares about music here, right? Can we get that one back, please? I don't care what Instagram post that Tommaso Ciampa puts out like I did like the first day. But the more I hear this new theme, it sucks so damn much. Um, man, they're just murdering theme songs. So, yes, I was happy to see Dolph come out there and just kind of just totally bury uh, the, the WWE music creative, whatever the hell you want to call it, that they've been on lately, where they just take all the really good old shit and ruin it. Now, occasionally they'll give a good one. Like Ricochet's new theme is a banger. All yeah. right. I like Ricochet's new theme. Damian Priest's new theme is good. It just doesn't beat his old one. Like it wasn't an improvement. So it's like not everybody gets gets the shaft when it comes to the new music. I mean, Braun Breakers is still fairly new, and I think his is really good as well. But man, there there were three travesties there. Uh, and it really made me smile when Robert Rude came back out with that. Is it Robert or Bobby? I can't keep up anymore. Whatever. I'll use his surname, Robert Rude, uh, when he comes out there. So you knew he was going to get involved. I'd actually like to see Rude kind of get used a little bit more in NXT as well and, and fire him back up because, honestly, he's there. He's in NXT. You can use him, but they're still using him in that, like, Dolph Ziggler, Dirty Dogs tag team role. But regardless, it's all about Dolph Ziggler right now. And the question is, what, is this, what does this look like moving forward now? Because we heard... Uh, who was it? It was Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett say that uh, he would be taking the championship to Raw. So does that mean that Dolph Ziggler is going to be defending the championship on Raw? Could we get an NXT title match at WrestleMania? I don't know. All of that's very, very interesting to me. I don't know if that's something that Vince would be interested in doing, but there's a lot of options on the table here now. No, I'm with you. And I think that if it weren't for stand and deliver taking place, I thought this when Dolph showed up in NXT, it was before Stand and Deliver was announced. It was before we knew yeah. that there was going to be an NXT event in, uh, on WrestleMania weekend. And I thought, wow, Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler for the NXT championship makes sense as a WrestleMania match and could even possibly be a show stealer. Now, because Stand and Deliver's there, I think that we are more likely to see it as the main event of Stand and Deliver. But it certainly adds a nice wrinkle into things. And I think having the NXT championship featured on Raw can only help. I don't think it's going to hurt uh, NXT and building NXT 2.0 up to hopefully get better ratings than what they've got. Because honestly, a lot of people have crapped on the product. I don't hate it as, mu as much as a lot of people do. Obviously, the, the talent philosophy has changed, but the in-ring quality at the top of the card hasn't suffered a huge amount now there are some green people there but oh yeah I, i'm still i'm still pretty entertained from what i see at the at the top level and braun breaker and carmelo hayes are certainly uh carrying the flag for nxt 2.0 right like look the reason why nxt was so good during the, the peak Triple H years and even when they went on at Survivor Series and they just dominated Raw and SmackDown outside of, you know, Roman Reigns. Um, the reason why they were so good is because, and I don't think people want to hear this, they lost focus of what NXT was supposed to be. NXT mm -hmm. was supposed to be the farm system. It was supposed to be the farm system for Raw and SmackDown. You, you, you did what you did down there, and if you were good enough, you were able to move up. It was the... 
I I it, developmental, right? And and all of a sudden that became like a derogatory statement to guys like Tommaso Ciampa and and Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly and all these guys that that really stayed and made it and turned it into a viable third brand. And now for whatever reason, that viable third brand, whether it's the fact that they didn't beat AAW in the ratings or whatever, Vince McMahon's pissed off at Triple H for something. The company decided, look, we don't need a viable third brand. We need a farm system. And that is what NXT 2.0 is. It has gone back to being a 100% with the exception of Dolph Ziggler coming in, right? But even that, to a certain extent, is to help out the younger talent. And I'll explain here coming up here in a, in a little bit when we talk about Braun Breaker. But with the minor exception of AJ Styles or Dolph Ziggler coming in, this is a developmental show now. The show as a whole is not good. It's it, it's not. It's not cohesive. There's a lot of dumb stuff. They just continue to throw crap against the wall to see if it sticks. And a, and a good portion of the show every week is is just is just bad. But that's what developmental is. It's all about finding out what these these younger talents can do, seeing where they excel at, see what works. It's experimental. It's developmental. A lot of things do work. Most of them don't. Some things are funny. Some things are funny because they're so damn bad. And the parking lot is still the most damn dangerous place in the on planet Earth. All right. You think WWE would have beefed up security by now. Just have roaming patrols around the NXT parking lot. But they just don't. We got the Creed Brothers attacked again. How many people have we seen kidnapped there? I mean, it's ridiculous what's, <laughs> what goes on in the NXT parking lot. So there's still some semblances of the old NXT there. But the main focus is Braun Breaker. It's Carmelo Hayes. It's Nikita Lyons. It's building up the next level of young stars. And that's where the crossover to Raw really helps. Because now these, these talents, the Grayson Wallers of the world, getting to mix it up with AJ Styles, the Braun Breakers of the world, getting to mix it up with Dolph Ziggler. Now they get that cup of coffee up on the main roster. They get to introduce themselves to the casual audience before they get called up. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, it's sink or swim. Now at least you have a little bit of a bridge uh, that you're starting to build there. And I hope that Dolph Ziggler winning the NXT championship is a main storyline on Monday Night Raw all the way up to WrestleMania's weekend. For the next three weeks, Dolph Ziggler needs to be parading that championship around. I'd have Braun Breaker show up, kicking the crap out of Bobby Roode and raising hell and really showing the casual fans what Braun Breaker, even though he should be called Rex Steiner, what Braun Breaker can do and help elevate him up to the main roster if and when that time comes. Yeah, I'm with you. And it, it's going to be interesting to see how they build it. I think that they sh they definitely should feature it on Raw. And I think a lot of that is going to have to do with uh, how these ticket sales go for, for Stand and Deliver and how much they're uh, going to be trying to push it. And honestly, how, much, uh, how many seats they are trying to sell for that. Because I don't know if they're, especially with it being on the afternoon before night one of WrestleMania, I don't think they're trying to sell the full 15,000 seats that that arena can can sell. I was so, gonna say, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you know the capacity because I have no, I had no clue, no earthly idea how much that was. I keep forgetting where it is. I, I should probably figure that out because I'm going to both Stand and Deliver and night one of WrestleMania. So I got to figure out what my... Uh, what yeah, the Mavericks Denver. Arena, Ma American Airlines Arena okay, yeah, that's, Center. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. American Airlines Center Arena. Yeah, I think that's in downtown Dallas. And then I got to hike it like an hour to Arlington for, mm -hmm. for WrestleMania. So hopefully Stand and Deliver doesn't go long. Uh, but it, it, it's going to be interesting, man. 
all I what I truly root about when I when when this show comes on is for NXT, for Raw, for Dynamite, whatever it is. Just give me something to talk about. Give me something interesting at the bare minimum. Even if this doesn't work out the way I think it's going to work out. Dolph Ziggler being NXT champion. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Let's talk about that other guy. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, Trey. Braun Breaker was not NXT champion for very long. I believe it was 67, 68 days, something in that ballpark. He only had it for a couple of months. He had one successful, maybe two successful title defenses in that time frame. Now he has dropped it to Dolph Ziggler. What does this title loss mean for Braun Breaker? This is something you brought up before we uh, we we started recording our pre-show meeting. Do you think he gets it right back at Stand and Deliver in Dallas, Texas? I do. I think that this whole thing was to set up the main event of, of Stand and Deliver. And as long as we do get that, as long as we do get the Ziggler Breaker one-on-one showdown, I can't see Dolph going over Braun in a, in a one-on-one scenario. Now, do I think that it is possible that Braun gets called up to the main roster the night after WrestleMania as a full-on call-up? I do think that that's possible, but I just don't see him losing one-on-one, one-on-one to Dolph. I think, as you mentioned, I think it would it would hurt him. And it's always a tricky situation when you're dealing with the NXT champion and when their time's up in NXT and them getting called up to the main roster. Typically, we do see them lose the title. We saw it with... Kevin Owens, we've seen it more. The only person that didn't lose and came up still undefeated was Asuka. Now, I think there that there are creative ways you could do it. You could have, similar to what uh, TNA and Impact used to use with the X Division title, the Option C thing, where they traded in their title for a world title shot. I think it would be interesting to say, whoever's NXT champion, come money in the bank. You can trade in your NXT championship for a shot in the Money in the Bank ladder match, something like that. I think that's a good way to bring someone up without having them have to lose the NXT title. I do think Braun wins it. I'm, I think it's possible he gets called up to the main roster right after, but I don't think he loses to Ziggler clean at stand and deliver because I do think that's the match. I think that is the match. It doesn't make sense at this point to incorporate Tommaso Ciampa back in there. So you don't have that protective element. But one thing that you could do, um, you could do the the stereotypical. Well, we have to eliminate the the outside interference of, of Robert Roode stipulation type match. You could do uh, some form of a cage match or hell in a cell or fight pit or something like that to keep Braun Breaker out of there. And when you start putting in all those elements where Pretty much anything goes and and no rules are there and you can use weapons and this, that, and the other thing. There are ways that you can protect Braun Breaker that way where, you know, it could be a fluky thing. Hell, Dolph could, if you did a cage match, Dolph could escape the cage and retain the title and, yeah. and Braun is still protected. Um, I would put it at roughly about a 25% chance that Dolph Ziggler retains the uh, the NXT championship at Stand and Deliver. It seems like a nice uh, round number for me on that one. Yeah, you uh, like that number, don't you? I, I, I do like that number, and it may increase throughout the day because I also like the idea of Dolph Ziggler sticking around in NXT for a little bit. I think that would be kind of a, a fair trade, and you could have these guys kind of blur the lines here for the next three weeks until Stand and Deliver. You could do some kind of stipulation match where Dolph Ziggler does retain uh, the NXT championship at stand and deliver. 
And then it's like, oh, well, we've orchestrated a trade now. Dolph Ziggler is the NXT champion. Guess what? He's permanently on Tuesday nights. We're going to send Bobby Roode right down there with him as well. And then Monday Night Raw in exchange gets Braun Breaker because that in and of itself is a fair trade. Monday Night Raw gets rid of a tag team that they're really not utilizing anyway. NXT gets a guy who is a star but hasn't been treated as a star for years and is like the most important that he's been in forever at this point, and they get their NXT championship back, and Raw gets the blue chip prospect who's only 25 years old who can now start his ascension to maybe even eventually being the one who beats Roman Reigns. Who knows? The sky is the limit when it comes to Braun Breaker, and I think that Vince McMahon saw that on Monday. I think Monday was a test for Braun Breaker inside the ring. I don't think the crowd reaction really mattered all that much to Vince because, again, it's the first time in introducing him to that audience. Um, I think he passed with flying colors. I can't imagine that Vince McMahon saw Braun Breaker perform on Monday and went, yeah, all right, let's leave him down there for a few more months. I think Vince went, yeah, I want him. And I think this title change, that to me, that's the underlying message here is Vince said, I want Braun Breaker. So they're like, all right, well, let's get the title off of Braun Breaker. And now they're starting his ascension up to the main roster. That. I would be stunned if he's in NXT past April at this point. The only thing that make that makes me wonder is I would be a hundred percent with you if what just happened last night at Roadblock was what happened in the main event of Stand and Deliver. Yeah. I would have said definitely Braun is up Raw after WrestleMania. He's going to get one of those traditional big pops uh, for an NXT call up. The fact that we still have Stand and Deliver to go, and it looks like he's going to be wrestling in the main event of that. That's what makes me wonder. I'm with you on on Dolph being in NXT for a while, as we both said at the start of this show. Uh, I think that's a great use for him, and I think there are other guys that are down in NXT that I'd like to see him work with as well. The Bobby Roode thing is interesting. Maybe Breaker has to beat Roode to get the rematch with Ziggler or something like that over the next three weeks. I think that the sky is the limit for Braun Breaker, and if you ask me right now, who is the best candidate to eventually beat Roman Reigns, I think Breaker is the guy. I mean, the only other two that halfway make sense are Drew McIntyre and Big E did make sense six months ago, but yeah, not really much anymore. I mean, you could, again, a, a win over Edge would heat AJ Styles back up, and that's, that, that's a guy that's a prime candidate. I think Kevin Owens could be a candidate. I mean, I know we've seen it already, but who haven't mm-hmm. we seen Roman Reigns wrestle at this point? Kevin Owens beat Stone Cold Steve Austin in, in Dallas, Texas. If they do have a match, yeah, I, I think that puts him in line as well. And those are two guys that you just paid a ton of money to, a ton of money to. Eventually, they got to get into the world title picture. But when it comes to Roman Reigns, you, you got a chance to make somebody by having this historic, I've lost count of how many damn days. By the time SummerSlam rolls around, you could be talking about 800 days 750, 800 days as universal champion if he does beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which I do believe is going to happen. Uh, But that is a full-on blown conversation for another day. Uh, Let's stick with WrestleMania. I brought up Kevin Owens already, brought up Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he did answer the challenge yesterday, put out a really nice promo or video, whatever you want to call it, Um, him riding the ATV out there in Dallas, Texas, he gets up in the camera and he cuts a very, very good, but a very, very classic stone cold Steve Austin promo where he said, look, if you're crapping on the state of Texas, that means one of two things. One, you're a total dumbass, or two, you want to get your ass kicked by stone cold Steve Austin. 
And he starts up. The interesting thing is he starts off the video talking about 19 years ago. I ended my career flat on his back. I'm like, oh, shit, we're getting a match. But then they didn't commit to getting a match. Stone Cold was just like, call it whatever you want. Call it a match. Call it an ass whooping. Call it a TV show. Call it me drinking 10 beers after I give somebody a Stone Cold stunner. What? Like, he just threw everything out there as a possibility, but made it very clear he is coming to Dallas, Texas with violent intentions. So there, this this ain't going to be a conversation and a handshake between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens, but they're advertising it as a KO show appearance. If Stone Cold is going to go out there and drop the word match, and if it looks like a match and it sounds like a match and it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, why don't we just call it what it is, Trey? Why don't we just call it what it is? Call it a damn match. Advertise it as a match. All the difference is going to be here is ringing the bell and a three count. That's really it. So what do you think is more likely here that we get a Stone Cold segment where he's just whooping some ass? Or do they actually go through and do a match here? I think all the teases with the 19 years thing. I mean, as I said on yesterday's show, he has stunned so many people. He's been on these types of shows so many times. It's not he's like done this it is, at Mania. You brought that up yesterday. He's already done it at Mania. The only thing that's different here is it's in Texas. This isn't. This would not be uh, the first time we've seen Stone Cold in 19 years. ESPN in their tweet that they put out about it said Stone Cold is returning to the ring, and yeah, while the relationship <laughs> isn't isn't as strong as it once was between WWE and ESPN, I think that. There's a little bit of synergy there, and I think that either whether we get this as a end-of-Raw-style promo where it gets turned into a match instead of KO show, I think that would be a big pop leading on the road to WrestleMania because we still have three weeks to go, and there is no lead title feud on Raw, so this is going to be the featured feud and the featured match that's going to be built up on Raw, or... You have it. Ha, have him come out as start the KO show. Things get physical, and then he says, "Get a referee down here. Let's make this a match." Yeah. Like the stadium would go absolutely nuts, even crazier than when the glass initially hits. So, based on these nineteen-year teases, man, I don't think Stone Cold teases that, and I don't necessarily think WWE teases that unless they're actually going to go through with a match. I still think that that's eventually what's going to happen. Yeah, it's just the, the whole presentation of this is what's odd to me. I also think that we will get a match of some sort, which, as I've said, ad nauseum, I, I think already on this show as well, it's not going to look a whole lot more different than what we typically get out of Stone Cold anyway. There's just going to be a bell ringing and a three count and another bell ringing. That's really going to be the only difference here, and there's going to be a whole lot of beers drank and a whole lot of fans cheering. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. And it's going to make for a hell of a scene, and I can't wait to be there to witness it. But if you're going to have Stone Cold Steve Austin do a match, just advertise that he's coming back and he's doing a match. Can you imagine the media? Could you imagine the cover? Yeah, you got one Sports Center tweet today. You got one Sports Center tweet today. Could you imagine the headlines of uh, them talking about it on Sports Center? It all over the New York Post, then all over USA Today. It would be on every major mainstream outlet that Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to wrestle on the most. Stupendous two-night, whatever the fuck they're calling the event in WrestleMania history. I don't know why you go through with putting Austin in a match 
and then not get the benefits of putting Stone Cold Steve Austin in a match. It's just very, very confusing to me. Uh, moving on here uh, quickly, it is International Women's, um, or excuse me, it's Women's History Month, and yesterday was International Women's Day. So happy International Women's Day belatedly to, to all the ladies out there. So I wanted to take some time to kind of talk about this today because uh, I've, I've always been a huge proponent of women's wrestling, and I'm, I'm more often than not a fan of women's wrestling than I am men's wrestling. That's just, you know, where I'm at. Um, Becky Lynch, also somebody who has been very, very important to me in my, my career and the progress moving forward on that. So I'll ask this as number three. Trey, I'll let you go. A lot of great options here, and I'm not using the word best because I think that's subjective and I don't feel like getting into an argument this evening, but your personal favorite women's division feud of all time. Now, you prepped me with this early, earlier on before we went on the show, and if you were to have just sprung me sprung this on me during the show, I probably would have given you an initial answer because when you brought the question to me, uh, my initial thought that I went back to was Mickey James and Trish Stratus leading into WrestleMania 22. I think mm-hmm. that was I think that was phenomenal. That's one of my all-time favorites. And then both times that we've seen Bailey and Sasha Banks feud, the NXT feud, or even uh, what they did in the Thunderdome and the breakup of the tag team there, that was great as well. I love the Becky Lynch transformation into the man, even though I don't necessarily know if that's a, a feud more than just a story about Becky. But I'm going to go off the off the beaten path with this one and i'm going to go with where kind of the women's revolution really started for me and what really got me into what women's wrestling could become and i'm going to go back to the mid-2000s and tna wrestling and gail kim and awesome kong i was there in the impact zone for some of their classic matches And that was in a different era of professional wrestling. You would never go into a show where a women's match was the match you were looking most forward to on the show. It just didn't happen in that era. But in that impact zone and going into those shows, the crowd was most pumped for the Gail Kim and Awesome Kong matches, and they 100% delivered. So for me, I really look fondly back on that feud between Gail Kim and Awesome Kong and TNA. That is a fantastic choice. I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh, Trish and Mickey James uh, as well. That would be very high on my list. Hell, Trish and Lita. I think that's one that's also very, very high on everybody's list. And 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 whether you want to use the word feud or rivalry, I think they're both kind of interchangeable. I think I meant to type rivalry here, and that's where I'm going to go with my answer on this one. And I, I kind of teased it. And people are going to roll their eyes. We're going to say, oh, of course, the Becky Lynch guy chose Becky Lynch. But for me, it's Becky Lynch and Charlotte. It is it is everything that they have done from 2018 on. And and even before that, even going back to their 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 NXT days. Right. This is this has been and it's not all been WWE's creative. Like, I'm not going to give them all the credit for this, but this has been one of the best long-term stories that have been told in women's wrestling. And I don't think people appreciate it so much where Becky Lynch comes up as, you know, as Charlotte's as Charlotte's friend, right. And they're on kind of even footing in NXT. And then all of a sudden Charlotte gets up to the main roster and she's starting to get all the success and she's starting to get all the, the, the headlines. And all of a sudden it's like Becky Lynch is still there. She wants to be supporting her friend, but she knows, right. She knows that she is 
just as good, if not better. And she's waiting patiently for her opportunity. She finally gets her opportunity on SmackDown and then kind of fizzles out. So her confidence gets lacked a little bit. And then all of a sudden she's back in catering and she has to fight and scratch and claw and go on social media and do everything that she could possibly do just to get an opportunity. And then what happens when she finally gets that opportunity? Charlotte Flair steals it from her. Her best friend that she has always been there for stabs her in the damn back. And then Becky Lynch loses her damn mind and just obliterates her best friend and gets one of the biggest crowd reactions for a women's segment in the history of professional wrestling. They lost their damn minds when Becky Lynch beat the hell out of Charlotte Flair. And that catapulted her into a stratosphere that we have not seen for anybody in women's wrestling literally broke glass ceilings and going all the way up to the main event of WrestleMania where she became Becky two belts. And even after that, it continued into money in the bank and all of their matches that have followed even now, like it's spilling into real life, right? Where they're, they're both successes have now caused their actual real life friendship to kind of fracture. And they were able to take that into you know, the media outlets out there and take that on screen and still be professional and put on a hell of a fight uh, at Survivor Series last year. One of their arguably best matches. Go back to Evolution. That was a fantastic yep. match as well. These two always work well with one another, whether it's on the microphone, whether it's in the ring. And, and the best thing about this is it's not done. It's not done. This is going to go on for years between these two before it's finally said and done. And hopefully they both hang up their boots and they're able to be friends again. There's there's so many there, there's so much to this friendship frenemy rivalry feud whatever you want to call it and man it's just to me there's no topping it there's there's just not it, it as adding in that sense of realism now has made it even better than it ever was and I know people roll their eyes and it's like oh it's Becky and and Charlotte again I don't care bring it on they could wrestle ten more times over the next two years and I would be all for it for me. That's my answer. That's what I'm going with. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's that. That's a great one. There's a reason why I listed Becky transforming into the man character as one of my all-time favorites, and it was that feud and rivalry that sh with Charlotte that ignited that. Yeah, and and Bailey and Sasha. I know I saw a lot of because this is I oh, look. I jacked this question from like WWE Fox or whatever it was on Twitter, and I just kind of altered it a little bit. I know a lot of people said ba uh, Bailey and 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 Sasha as well. Very, very good, but I, it just, to me, and I'm not saying it's bad, to me, I think Bailey and Sasha, especially on the main roster, they get, they, they're hindered by it feels forced via WWE creative. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it just doesn't feel as natural. Like, the last time that, was it Bailey that turned on Sasha, it just felt so forced and ramped up and didn't happen naturally. And everything with the the Becky and Charlotte storyline, even going on to even in the lead up to the, to WrestleMania, where Vince McMahon was trying to shoehorn Charlotte Flair and then hurt and and taking her opportunity again, it's like everything just seemed to flow naturally and still does with Becky and Charlotte, and that's why uh, I would put that uh, ahead of Bailey and Sasha. Still very good. Again, it, there there's a lot of really good answers that you go with here. I'm not saying anybody's answer is wrong here. That's why I said your personal favorite, not necessarily uh, the best. Uh, sticking with the women here, uh, a couple of quick ones to uh, close out the show here. Women's Dusty Cup finals are set. I'm really surprised that Raquel and Cora are not in the finals. 
But Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu are. They'll be taking on EO and Kaylee Ray, who you got in the finals next week. I or thought like, it was. Have they, have they determined when the match is going to be? It's probably going to be at the standard deliver, but. They haven't said yet. I think it'll be over the next two weeks because I think whoever wins is going to get the tag title shot against Toxic Attraction at Stand and Deliver. So that I think sense, it'll yeah. be over the next uh, couple weeks. I think I'm going to go EO and Kaylee Ray, even though I would love to see Dakota and Wendy Chu win. Uh, the work they've been doing over the course of this has has been phenomenal. They're very entertaining. But I think especially talking about NXT's first arena show in a very long time. I think EO and Kaylee Ray really de- deserve that spot. And I'm I'm with you. I'm surprised that Raquel and Cora aren't there because I thought they were going to win it. But based on uh, Cora attacking uh, Mandy Rose later in the night, I think we might be seeing a, a rematch between Mandy Rose and Cora Jade and maybe the coronation of Cora Jade at uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. Yeah, and this is something that SP3 and I have talked about as well. I, I think Toxic Attraction is an attraction uh, that is tailor-made for the main roster. I think Vince would love to have them on Raw or SmackDown, so I got them pegged as kind of going up. And and honestly, they would really add to – they would be a, a legit tag team that would be added to the main roster that could then compete with probably Sasha and Naomi after they win the tag team championships at WrestleMania. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting toxic attraction to lose all the gold and conventional wisdom would say that EO and Kaylee Ray are, are the favorites, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what the long-term plans are for, for EO Shirai, who has been in NXT for so long and you're trying to get Wendy Chu over. There's part of me thinking that maybe they continue this schizophrenic, whatever they're trying to do with Dakota Kai, whomever she's talking to up there in, in her head of hers, but. I think they're trying to get Wendy Chu over. There's part of me that thinks that that Kai and Chu get the win. And damn it, man, I think I'm going to choose them. I think I'm going to pick the underdogs in this one. I don't know what that leaves for Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. Maybe they fight each other at Stand and Deliver. That would be freaking awesome. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with Kai and Chu on this one. I think they're really trying to get Wendy over on this. Uh, we do have AEW Dynamite tonight. All of the fallout from Revolution this past weekend. couple of big matches on the card as well. Thunder Rosa uh, most likely is going to beat Kayla Hirsch tonight, I believe, to earn her title shot in San Antonio uh, against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. The bigger question is, is who walks out tonight as the TNT champion? Because Sammy Guevara, has been the the definition of a fighting champion. And they've even brought this up on commentary. Excalibur has been really good to bring up the fact that this guy has been in like 10 title matches in the last like two months. Uh, and he is just putting his body through hell and putting on these banger matches. And he just went through hell this past weekend in that tornado triples trios match, whatever they called it there. The Spanish fly off the K off the stage onto the, entrance ramp through the table so you know he's hurting you got a fresh scorpio sky tonight Dolph ziggler is the freaking nxt champion anything is possible trey who walks out tnt champion tonight scorpio sky and i'm very confident in Ooh. in in, in saying so that more and than 25 percent is what you're saying i'm gonna go that that, that sammy only has a 25 oh, percent wow, chance in retaining and it might even be might even be less than that. I think Scorpio Sky definitely wins because I think it makes booking sense because in just a week after, in addition to that likely Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker match, we're getting Wardlow against the TNT champion on St. Patrick's Day Slam. And there are two scenarios that you could see 
happening in the Wardlow TNT title shot. Wardlow either wins the title or MJF costs Wardlow the title. And yeah. MJF is not helping Sammy Guevara retain re, retain a championship. So I think I, I think Scorpio Sky wins, and I think it's possible it could only be a weak reign for, for Scorpio Sky or the scenario that I mentioned in MJF costs uh, Wardlow his title shot against Scorpio Sky the week after. I think Scorpio Sky beats Sammy Guevara and walks out of Dynamite TNT champion. The other scenario I could see playing out is where MJF goes against his word and forces Wardlow to give MJF the TNT title shot, Mm -hmm. in which case he would probably face Sammy Guevara in San Antonio. So Sammy would be retaining tonight. So I think a lot of that is going to hinge on what happens between MJF and Wardlow. Uh, I would love it if Scorpio got the win. I think he has been obviously one of the more underused and underutilized performers in AEW, which to which there are many, and that's not a knock on AEW's booking. It's just they have a really deep roster and not a lot of television time. They don't have that WWE TV time every week um, where they have seven hours that they can fill. They only have three, uh, and dark and dark elevation do not count uh, in my book. Those are YouTube shows. So I'm with you. I'm going to put it at 51%, 49%. I think Sammy, Vara, uh, Sammy Guevara uh, retains the TNT championship tonight because I think Max has got some dirty deeds that he's going to be working uh, tonight on Wardlow. And one for the road real quick. I don't know if you saw Damian Priest's tweet last night, but it made me so damn happy. And maybe I'm just reading into this too too much. But he put out there, a picture of him standing over an unconscious Finn Balor. And it says no sides, just me. And that's enough. I am Damian priest. I am giddy as a schoolgirl to read that tweet, because what I am hoping here is that the Steve Buscemi crazy eyes character is done. That, that experiment, whatever they decided to do WWE creative going, Hey, this isn't broke, but let's fix it anyway. He's oh it's 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 ironic he's got Damien he's got Priest oh that's good shit we can make him uh, we can have two sides and one's a good guy and one's a bad guy and this will work out great and it didn't and it kind of ruined all of his momentum and now he's trying to build it back up with this heel run I'm hoping what this means is is that the BS is gone and just we get ass kicker cool guy cool bad guy Damien Priest back I'm I'm hoping I'm not reading too much into this I hope you're right but I mean. There is the flip side that uh, next week on Raw, he could come out and just be introduced as Damien because now he's the only Damien. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, thank you for putting that out into the universe. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening to all 43 minutes of this half hour podcast. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to that half hour mark. I, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, guys, make sure to uh, check out my interview with Corey Graves and Carmella, officially the uh, the most watched video in the brief history of the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, that is up there. Like, share, subscribe. Please hit that subscribe button. We are inching closer and closer and closer to monetization. Really appreciate your guys' support. Uh, follow us on Twitter. He is at td experience i am at rick uccino for those of you who are listening on the podcast channel that is spelled r-i-c-k-u-c-c-h-i-n-o enjoy dynamite tonight we'll be back 7 a.m here on believe in pro wrestling podcast channel and the believe in pro 
Let me try that again. Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel, 7 a.m. to break it all down tomorrow. You have been listening to the aforementionedly named podcast brought to you by Ben Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.